Zone Brust across ESPN Wisconsin, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light, live from beautiful Blackhawk Country Club for the Bruner Realty ESPN Madison golf outing. I am here against my will with Jesse Nelson, who's Hi, in ben. for Greg Scalzo. Yes, here for the next two hours with my good pal, Jesse Nelson. Boy, I tell you, Ben, it's good to be here with you at Blackhawk Country Club. A gorgeous Friday. People having fun. I will say I do enjoy the view here at Blackhawk. We are looking at Lake Mendota, and, like, we're we're in the heart of beautiful Madison right now. Like, we're looking over at Lake Mendota. You got the capital. You got a beautiful golf course. We got a great cause. You got announcements going on behind us. And the Green Bay Packers take on the Bears on Sunday. I could not be more thrilled, except for the fact that I'm here with you. I think that's a good thing. Um, I, look, it's the best that I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> at, at, at this point, uh, there's no turning back. 800-990-3776. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. I very much look forward to not... I don't think I'm going to open the text line and... and and see what anybody says, but fire away right now, Scalzone Brust family, everything you want to get on off your chest about Jesse Nelson. For the first 15 minutes here, I want the Scalzone Brust family to text in 800-990-3776 their thoughts about Jesse Nelson. Nah, this isn't nice, Ben. What do you, first of all, what, what's not, I, didn't, I didn't say it had to be bad. Uh-huh, I, I literally right, yeah. merely Your opened tone. it up to the audience to yes. give their thoughts and feelings we about We all him. know what that means around here. Now, unfortunately for you, okay. I am declaring, I do declare myself to be the founding father of the Beaver Dam faction of the Scalzo and Brust family. That is true. Jesse Nelson, once a morning producer or host, host? on WBE. Oh, yeah, that was big time. That was 1430, right? Uh, 95, 95 X, or, which, which yeah. now is where we're do, doing WBEV news talk now. and yes. BEV. Uh, shout out to the Golden Beavers and yeah. Beaver Dam. My Beaver Dam uh, faction of the Scalzo and Brust family is going to come to my aid on the old National Bank talk and text line. Should you try to pull any shenanigans like like you're already trying to ensue to put me down in the dumps on a beautiful Friday at the Bruner Realty ESPN Madison golf outing. I would like to think that the Scalzone Brust family that lives within Madison and Milwaukee and who have spent time with us the last two to three weeks in Beaver Dam can see right through your baloney. But Josh DiMaggio early on, I want to get this pull out there on Twitter, at Scalzone Brust. Packers minus 10, Bears plus 10. If you had to bet it, where are you putting your money? 800-990-3776. You can hit us there again on the talk and text line along with your Jesse Nelson comments. It's it's clear to me. Um, I'm If I'm going to bet this game, which I likely won't, I would lay the 10. Um, the, I watched the entire San Francisco 49ers-Chicago Bears game on Sunday leading into the Packers game. The Bears might be the worst team in the NFL. Like, they, they are not good. I equated this earlier to when I was in high school. My junior and senior year, the high school football team won one game my junior year, one game my senior year, and it was when the field conditions were so bad that it turned into, like, a muddy field. All the other schools in our conference had turf. 
So they didn't know what to do. Yep. And the, the, the Bears played in a puddle against the 49ers. Of course, Kyle Shanahan wasn't going to let Trey Lance go and force things. Like, they dominated that game in every facet except for letting Justin Fields get loose. So if there's a key for me, it's shutting down Justin Fields from a Packers perspective, not letting him get outside the pocket, not letting him beat you with his feet, but making him beat you with his arm because he is not shown to be an accurate passer thus far in the NFL. So if I am betting... Packers-Bears, minus 10, which I actually see some places have minus 10.5. It continues to go up, which tells me you want to be on the right side of history. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He said it himself. Packers minus 10. What do you got? 10 is a big line. Yeah. I mean, 10 is a big line for what we saw. Seven points of productivity on offense against a team with a good defense a week ago in the Vikings. What I'm thinking as I look at a 10-point spread, I look back at the recent history of this rivalry at Lambeau Field. When you've got the Packers winning by 15 at home a year ago, and it wasn't that close. Two years ago, they ended up eking one out. No, two years ago, they killed them 41-25, and that one wasn't as close as that was. It was three years ago, 21-13. That's the game. It was in mid-December. The Bears weren't really playing for a whole lot. The Packers clearly had the division all wrapped up, but the Bears still came to Green Bay and played hard. And when I see what is at stake here, early season, Bears riding high, Packers coming out of the dumps. It's a do-or-die game for the Green Bay Packers. Like You can't start 0-2. Statistics would tell you that if you start 0-2, you're pretty much donezo for the entirety of the playoff run. The Packers aren't going to be donezo. But what I do believe could happen here is the Bears have a first-half lead. The Bears lead at halftime. The Bears get this thing to a one-possession game, even though it shouldn't be like the last two years where it got a lot closer down the stretch when the Packers were up by three or four scores. So if you're saying 10 points, I think I'm going to take the Bears. If we're playing cover five and i got to pick one way or another, I'd probably stay away from this because I think 10 is pretty much the sweet spot. But if i got to go one way or another, I'm going to take the Bears to cover 10 because there aren't a lot of football teams that win by 10, especially teams that just scored seven points a week ago. Yeah, see, that's where I think, like... There's just too much. There's still too much recency bias. There's there's too much recency bias to what happened with the Green Bay Packers against the Vikings and what the Bears were able to do in a soggy field against the San Francisco 49ers. Aaron Rodgers' lifetime is 23 and five against the Chicago Bears. 23 and five, and they've had. Look, the Bears have sucked for some for some time, but they've also had some decent teams. Whether you hate Jay Cutler or not, uh, in 2014. They were solid. In 2010, in the NFC Championship game, I think the Bears got them um, a couple of times, but then obviously in the NFC Championship game, Mm -hmm. Jay Cutler had a knee problem, and then the Packers went on to uh, win the Super Bowl that year. I'll never forget it because I was stuck in um, in, uh, on a bus. Uh, We were like in a snowstorm on the way back from somewhere. I want to say it was Purdue or Illinois, and we somehow coach buses had like satellite, which is amazing, back in 2010. And we were able to watch the <laughs> NFC Championship game and watch Cutler pouting on the sideline. But again, 800-990-3776. If you had to place a wager on this game, minus 10 or plus 10 for the Chicago Bears, what are you taking? Uh, let's start with Sugar Free on the Old National Bank talk and text line. Sugar Free, welcome into Scalzone Brust. What you got? All right, uh, you do, Ben, you do know 75% rain on Sunday night. <laughs> uh, 
Rain. Oh. Honestly, I'm fine with rain. Lambeau Field has a drainage system. It's not run by the Chicago Park District. Like, the Chicago Park District Fair is point. the reason why Soldier Field sucks. And guess what? If it rains, Matt LaFleur will have no choice but to put the ball into the hands of his best players, which is A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, that same Aaron Jones who had five carries for 49 yards and is still besides me on this Friday, Sugar Free, that he only had five rushes. But I do like that you brought that into play. Thank you for the call. Um, and that's like that, that's where I also want to live. Thank Thanks you for, for the call. call. Like the way that we talked about the Packers wide receivers this entire offseason, like from uh, Goody and Mark Murphy saying earlier uh, in March, I even remember, even after the draft, it was, this isn't it. Like there's still time to build a roster. Well, to be quite honest, they didn't really do anything. Like, like what, did, what did they do? I mean, I remember – what was it, Sammy Watkins Sammy on Watkins, opening day yeah. of, of the Brewers, Brewers uh, home opener? I think Sammy Watkins was signed, and that was, like, the big news. Other than that, we, we knew Randall Cobb. Lazard was tendered, and he finally came back to the team. Uh, Dobbs, Watson, Toure, Winfrey, Amari Rogers, like, they didn't do anything. But and, all, all that, Ben, and the rain, I don't think matters And if you think the Packers are going to cover 10 on Sunday night or not. I, I guess my point was, as much as the conversation was about those wide receivers and how it's like what's going to look like when the season comes, I think the conversation every single day in front of Matt LaFleur, every question posed to him by the media should be like, hey, how are you, you going to utilize Aaron Jones? And if he doesn't tell us how... Make sure he's thinking about it because it will be a mistake if Aaron Jones does not get 15-plus touches on Sunday. Uh, 800-990-3776. Hold that, Jesse. Let's go to Jeff from Fitchburg. Jeff, what side you got? Packers minus 10, Bears plus 10. Hey, guys. I think I'm going to take uh, the Packers minus 10. They're going to win by 25. Rick from Spooner on Twitter said that they were going to, so I think i got to roll with him. I think that's the right call. There it is. There it is. Thank you for the call. Uh, should I know more about Rick from Spooner? I don't know. Uh, and, and Joshy, when I say that, am I getting punked into saying like a word that I shouldn't be saying? Uh, I don't think so. So you know how you know how sometimes are, people do yeah. that. Are we all, are we all missing something here? See like, more I don't butts, know. something uh, yeah. along those lines. <laughs> Nobody see more butts than you, Uncle Tony. Uh, that's from Heavyweight. Some quote and give me a sick reference. Wow, sick reference though, bro. Your references are out of control. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Can I go back to the fact that you think that Bill Huber, Jason Wildey, and Rob Domovsky are going to influence Matt LaFleur in this week's game plan you know what? by asking day after day about do, Aaron do Jones? Do they do Zoom interviews? I'll jump on the Zoom. I'll jump on the Zoom every week to talk to Matt LaFleur. And just my question every week to Matt LaFleur is going to be, how are you going to involve Aaron Jones this week? How are you going to involve Aaron Jones this week? Well, at that rate, why don't you just drive to Green Bay every morning when they're going over to practice and on their walk back to the locker room, just be standing on the sidewalk and yell at him, hey, Aaron Jones, don't forget about him it this is, week. It is, every, it is the duty of every person in the state of Wisconsin if they see Matt LaFleur. I don't care. I don't care about his privacy. If he's out at watching his kid play soccer, you should go up to him and say, how are you going to utilize Aaron Jones in the game plan this week? Everyone who sees Matt LaFleur should tell him, please utilize Aaron Jones. That is my Please to everybody. There's gonna be eighty thousand people at Lambeau Field on Aaron Sunday night. And Jones. You want them all in warm-ups wanna... an hour before the game, yelling at Matt Lafleur. I hey, don't forget about Jones today. That, yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for, Jesse. And I think, I, I, you know what? Homer's coming up next, and I think I could get him to join that camp. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do. Um, and I look forward to talking to him. We got uh, 
uh, Yurko from Carmen and Yurko on ESP 1000. Yurko was a former Packer back in his day. I plan on getting some insight from him. Yurko is quite the sports better as well. Um, so I'm intrigued on what his thoughts are on the on the line of Packers minus 10. Again, 800-990-3776. Packers minus 10. Bears plus 10. What do you got and why? Uh, you can keep that coming on the old National Bank talk and text line. But let's get to Uncle Homer next on Scalzo and Bruss, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light, live at Black Hawk Country Club for the Bruner Realty ESPN Madison golf outing, all for putts for pups. They're trying to raise $32,500 to go to the Dane County Humane Society. Looks like they might have a chance to do so. So get to puttsforpups.com because you can still donate right now. Live from Blackhawk Country Club, this is Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. What was your favorite thing to do in third grade, man? Third grade? So third grade, I got in trouble. (laughs) No. Um... <laughs> Greg's walking out of the studio. I got this, guys. Don't worry. Scalzo and Brust. I got in trouble because I took scissors and I cut the person I sat next to shirt. <laughs> what? In order to make up for it, I then took the teacher out for lunch with my mom, sucked up, you know, and I was like really sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like she knew I wasn't a bad kid. I just made a mistake, lapse of judgment. <laughs> It basically just gave me a slap on the wrist and said, don't do that again. And then Kelly O'Kelly and my mom and I went out for lunch uh, in third grade. This is the problem with America today. Your parents, your teacher, nobody's hating you. You you don't think consequences exist for your actions. And then you continue to just leave a path to destruction behind you while everyone else picks up the damn mess. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You know, that's an interesting liner. I haven't lost money to Homer in a long time. Ben's wallet's worst nightmare. Steve the Homer True. You can hear two to four on ESPN Milwaukee alongside Hall of Famer Tony Smith. The Emmy Award winner Homer joins us now on Scalzone Brust as we are live from beautiful Blackhawk Country Club with a great view of Lake Mendota. Unfortunately, I'm next to Jesse Nelson, but we are here on behalf of Bruner Realty at ESPN Madison for this beautiful day and wonderful golf outing where they're trying to raise $32,500 to go to the Dane County Humane Society. You can get to puttsforpups.com. There's still time to donate to help cross over that threshold. Again, that's puttsforpups.com. Homer, welcome to the program. Happy to be on to you. Haven't lost because you haven't been willing to bet against me for a while. Yeah, well, Ben. I, I'm uh, I'm intrigued. Packers minus ten, Bears plus ten. We asked the audience, and that is on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. What do you got there, Homer? Oh, I got the Packers minus ten. Okay, I don't want to take again. I'm not going to force it. I would like to get some action with you, but I am also of the camp Packers minus ten. So if if that'll uh, make it if, difficult to bet, since we both agree that uh, yeah, that would be a strange again, bet. We're, it's it's a it's a long football. I mean, I season. I almost think that I'll bet against you just because I think you're always wrong. So <laughs> okay, uh, I have to consider that. Well, but I'll I, give I, it to the end of the segment. But my offer is a hundred dollars. Uh, Packers nah, minus I, I ten. I'm taking. Yeah, I can't. I can't just uh, do that. That. Uh, I mean, it's like, do I believe more that you're always wrong or that I'm right? 
Um, and I would probably Man, lean toward. As you're getting um, older, um, you're, you're getting you're getting a little more gun shy. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm, I am gun shy. I'm not going to bet against what I believe. But that's that. If that's gun shy, yes. Uh, I well, believe Homer, I, I believe that every game. single one of my bets is going to win, but that hasn't worked out. No, that hasn't. So I, I believe the Packers are going to win by more than ten. The Bears' win was a fluke, uh, unless they're going to play this one in in the water right near instead of Lambeau Field. If they were playing in the water, I would take the Bears. Correct. Sugar Free called in and said, you know, you know, the forecast is 75% chance rain. Well, I said, Lambeau Field isn't run by the Chicago Park District, and there won't be playing in puddles. There's actually drainage systems in Lambeau that is, Field. That, you're, you're on a roll. You're correct again, yes. Jesse's uh, got something for you, Homer. Yeah, Homer, are you taking Wisconsin by 37.5 on New Mexico State? Uh, uh, I would take Wisconsin uh, minus 37.5. Yes, I would. Uh, not ben. because of Wisconsin, but I believe that they'll Wisconsin will probably shut them out, uh, and so all they have to do is score thirty-eight. And uh, uh, I yeah, would we, think we, they we've will. seen this yeah. story before. Like we've seen the story of the Badgers in the non-conference games shutting opponents out or keeping them under one score. That, like if I were to bet a side, I would bet the Badgers, but I'm not touching that one. Homer, I want to see if you will join my camp. Um, I spent the majority of the first segment uh, complaining, uh, as a lot of people have, obviously, about the lack of touches for Aaron Jones. I think that the same way all offseason that you all you cared about was, what's the deal with the wide receiver position? Every time Jason Wildey would join Homer and Tony, it's what's going on with the wide receiver position. For me, I think every single reporter and every single person in the state of Wisconsin, when they see Matt LaFleur, they should ask him, how do you plan on using Aaron Jones in your game plan this week? No, I'm not joining that club. That's a bad club. Because, <laughs> because you, the issue is not Aaron Jones. The issue is the two-headed monster, Jones and Dylan. Now, they must have 30 touches each game. But I don't care which one it is. If you didn't have Dylan, I would agree. So whether they're running the ball or in pass reception, the two of them have to have 30. If Jones has five and Dylan has 25, I'm okay with that. No, no, no. Here, here's why you're wrong, Homer. The big this playability of Aaron Jones. Like, did you not see him break free on a rush? Oh, like, A.J. Yeah. Dylan can move the pile, and, and he can catch balls out of the backfield. Yeah. He's a very good, yeah. high-quality back. But the big play right. potential of Aaron Jones, he is their best playmaker on offense, which means if it was 25 touches for A.J. Dillon and five for Aaron Jones, that is a failure by Matt LaFleur. No, it's not because you're forgetting how important the red zone is to the Packers. The, the biggest problem offensively last year was the red zone, and that's what they have to change. If they don't solve that problem, the offense is going to be a problem. And in the red zone means scoring, and who do you give the ball when you're inside the 10 every time you give it to Dylan? Dylan's importance to improve their red zone play is every bit as important as Aaron Jones having the bigger plays. What did you okay. say he is? He's the most explosive or whatever. He is their most explo explosive and best playmaker on the Green Bay Packers, but how are you forgetting uh, that Aaron Jones, and I know this was pre-A.J. Dillon, led the NFL in touchdowns. Acting like Aaron Jones is not capable of finding the end zone in the red zone, I think is just that's that's garbage no. because his ability to catch no, passes when, on when the When did backfield. he do that, by the way? When did he do that? Did he do that last year? He still he had more touchdowns he than A.J. Dillon last year. 
right? And that's and their red zone sucked. How did how did AJ Dillon do when Aaron Rodgers misread the RPO in fourth and one? Uh, I I think that that whole thing has been vastly overplayed. Uh, I'd have to. Did we lose Homer, Remember, or are we out? Am I am I on off? There you You're are. Good. You're back, Homer. Okay. Uh, so I, I think that that RPO part is blown out of proportion. I think he should have scored even with uh, what Zadarius did if the offensive line. But um, either way, you know the the point is they need to improve in the red zone. And your view of AJ of Aaron Jones alone without Dylan is wrong. Not to mention, you know Aaron Jones has those games where he disappears. He has some games where he does really well, and the next, year, next game he has like 30 yards. So um, they give them, the two of them, two-headed monster, 30 touches, they're fine, uh, regardless of who gets it more. Uh, some games it'll be Jones, some games it'll be Dylan, but... Um, but, but Homer, also you got to think about like from an investment standpoint, they signed Aaron Jones as a running back to a pretty big contract. So now, if you're saying you're okay with him getting five touches if AJ Dillon gets 25, I know this is hypothetical. You have two guys not named Aaron Rodgers who the majority of your your cap and and what you're paying your players to do. And David Bakhtiari has played one game since 2020, and you'd be okay with Aaron Jones getting five touches, like. I, I just disagree completely. I think you're undervaluing Aaron Jones. That's fine. I mean, Aaron Jones could have 25 too. It doesn't. Uh, it's going to vary from game to game depending on the team they're playing against. But um, uh, Dylan is not as good as Jones, but it's pretty close. They're different, but in terms of their importance to the team, uh, the importance of Dylan relative to Aaron Jones has gotten. And it's significantly close. Joshy on on Twitter at Scalzo and Bruss, let's ask the audience if 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 you could choose which running back would have twenty five touches or five versus five touches. Like you kind of know where I'm going here, right? You can you can read my mind. I've got you. That's fine. That's I, good because I think Aaron Jones will win, but it'll be close. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see the results. As we're talking with yeah. Homer here uh, on Scalzo and Brust across ESPN Wisconsin, Ben Brust here alongside Jesse Nelson, who's in for Greg Scalzo. We're at beautiful Blackhawk Country Club as the sun is coming down, and we have a beautiful view of Lake Mendota here at the Bruner Realty ESPN Madison Golf Outing. Homer, Tausch took, uh, Tausch took Romeo Dobbs as his sleeper of the week this week. First of all, is that uh, fair game or not? And is he going to be the most productive wide receiver on the team this week? Uh, I don't know, productive catches, yardage, I don't know what that is. I, I, I will take Watson over Dobbs. I think Watson will score a touchdown. Now, is that, does he How do you think he'll score a touchdown? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, saying, is it, a, is it a bomb in the red zone using his size, in those hands know. that we saw on full display in week one? Is it an end around? Uh, any of those three options. I can't tell you which one, but he will score a touchdown. <laughs> Come on. Come on. We're in well, the business the is, of, like, giving a well, prediction no. of what well, we think no, is going to happen. Of him, the prediction of him scoring a touchdown is alone of note because, I don't know, uh, has anybody else said he's going to score? No. Do you think he's going to score? I guess not. I would think not. So uh, the fact no, that he's I don't. going I to don't. score. All right. See, nobody does. All right. What do you want to bet on that? What do you want to bet on that? Yeah, Ben, me, uh, what do you want to bet on that? I want, uh, hold on, I think I need five to one odds. 20 five, bucks, to, five one, to one odds, K- Watson scores a touchdown. Sounds fair to me. Five to one feels fair 
Um, man, if I did fifty, that'd be two fifty for you. If no, I go on fifty, I go on dollar bet. I went hundred. What? Come on, Ben. You see him drop that pass last week? He's not going to throw to Watson for a touchdown. You, you stay out of this before I knock you in the head. Five to um, one is no good. It's a good bet. It's terrible odds. Do not I, take that, Ben. I, I was thinking we, I'll, I'll, I'll go four to one odds. to have some action. Nobody thinks he's going to score. <laughs> if if I Lazard plays, I like it. One. I, I think you're getting a steal at five to one, Ben. You better hop well, on then, it. Or if you don't want to do five to one, we'll do even up. Even up. Uh... Dotson versus uh, Romeo. You can have Romeo. I got Watson. Watson versus Romeo? Oh. Who's going to score a touchdown yeah. first? Well, yeah. Who's going to score oh, more wow. touchdowns? Who's going to score more touchdowns? 50 bucks. I got, uh, this I got season? Watson. No, this season? This game. <laughs> no, this game. Give me, give me Romeo. And if nobody scores, we're pushing? Yeah, yeah. 50 bucks. Uh, who scores more touchdowns in the game against the Bears? I got Christian. You got Romeo. Thank you so much. For- I'll Just so you Christian. know, you're getting a little overzealous here with the word touchdowns for <laughs> both rookie wide receivers. Um, it's no, going to be a touchdown. If both get zero, it's a push. If both get one, it's a push. Yeah, yeah we're on the one. same page. I'm just making fun of you All for right. thinking that there could be multiple for one of them. I don't think either either will uh, score more than one touchdown. Hey. No, I would want I would want twenty to one odds on that. Oh. Ben's worst nightmare. Homer's wallet is back. $50 yeah. bet. I have Romeo Dobbs to score a touchdown this weekend against the Bears. He has Christian Watson. Uh, I feel yeah. really good because I feel like Rodgers has more trust with Dobbs, and trust is the word that matters most when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. You got anything else for us before we let you go, Homer? A little something-something on the game. It's good. It adds a little extra. It's kind of like our own I know. That's good. I know. Uh, no, we can, no, we can, I, uh, we can almost think, create a business on the side. I think uh, the one guy who picked anybody who picks the Bears to win the game must be put down because that's that's reckless and irresponsible. It doesn't mean the Bears <laughs> couldn't win the game, but anybody to pick the Bears loses all credibility. And uh, at least on that selection, nobody, nobody, not even Bears fans, should be picking the Bears. You can hope they win. You can think they might win. But in terms of it should be, you can't take the Bears. I'm with you. And we're going to be joined by uh, John Yurkovich, Yurko right. from See, I, Carmen and Yurko. Because, because I didn't even ask anybody from the Bears to come on. You don't need to tell me about the Bears. They haven't earned the respect to actually need any information. I don't oh, need no, information. Yurko, <laughs> Yurko's the best the because he played for the Packers, and he'll, he'll shoot it straight. Like, he – he he's gonna. T- I, I'm literally getting my first question for Yurko next seg- segment is tell me how bad the Bears are, and I look forward to hearing his answer. Thanks, Homer. Bye. Bye. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, one of my great friends at Road America. If you have not been to the 4.1 mile road course, you have to because that's where vintage racing is, and that's where the season is wrapping up this weekend. So get to RoadAmerica.com. The Aaron's Art of Wheels Vintage Weekend is wrapping up the 2022 Road America race season September 16th through the 18th. You can experience the sights, the sounds, and smells of one of my favorite places in the world. It's 4.1 miles. There's tons of great places. You can rent an RV, bring an RV if you have one. You can't out 
You have whatever you want to do. Taste great food. I've seen the Screaming Sicilian and Palermo's Pizza there. You will have a blast, and you will come back for more. RoadAmerica.com to get your ticket stake. Yurko from Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000 in Chicago, our teammate, former Green Bay Packer, joins us next here on Scalzo and Brust. Jesse Nelson in for Greg Scalzo, live from the Bruner Realty ESPN Madison Golf Outing. This is Scalzo and Brust, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. Do you know what a woolly mammoth is? I do. I saw it in 10,000 BC, the movie. (laughs) I've never even heard of that movie. I don't understand how his references are always so obscure. (laughs) Everything in his brain comes from the wrong place. (laughs) It's always filed in the wrong spot. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. A good vibes Friday here on Scalzo and Brust across ESPN Wisconsin, live from Blackhawk Country Club, looking at Lake Mendota. Ben Brust here with Jesse Nelson, who's in for Greg Scalzo, here to support Bruner Realty. In the ESPN Madison golf outing, $32,500 is the goal. You can get to puttsforpups.com. That's putts, P-U-T-T-S, for pups, P-U-P-S.com to donate. There's still time to get involved to help get over that 32500 number, getting closer and closer as we speak. But now it is time to welcome in our teammate down at ESPN 1000, former Packer. He goes by Yurko. You can hear him on Carmen and Yurko from Noon to 2 on ESPN 1000. Yurk, how are you? Good afternoon, boys. How are you? Ah, it's fantastic. I mean, I feel like I, I'm in your heaven, just staring at a golf course right now and a lake. Yeah. How much oh, golf have you been playing? I played a lot. I mean, my index, I got it down from like a 19-1 at the beginning of the year. I mean, I was terrible. I'm at a 12-6 right now. So you're telling me if I want to play you for money, now's a good time because you got a lower now's, handicap. Yeah, yeah, now's the good time. I mean, I'm a 12-6. I get 13 pops out there, and I shot 90 the other day. It's hard to shoot the handicap right now. The 80 I hard. shot, the 80, 83 at Olympia Fields North has caught up with me. What's your favorite Wisconsin golf course have you, that you've played? Well, I played Whistling Straits earlier this year, and, and it was fun. Uh, my dilemma was, you know, when I got done with 18, you got that, uh, that that big climb going up to where the clubhouse is at. I was looking for the ghost of the Tenzig Norgay to help me up. I needed a Sherpa <laughs> to get me up that hill. It was unbelievable. I'm like, sweet mother of heavens, somebody get the oxygen up there because it was, it was one hell of a walk. And the legs yeah. at 55, they ain't what they used to be, fellas. Uh, it's only going to get worse, my friend. I hate to break it to you. Uh, yeah, that be- yeah, we play. Listen, we play Black Wolf Run. You know the club at Lock Labelle. Lock. Um, up closer to Green Bay, I was a big fan. The public municipal municipal course up there was Brown County, and Brown County's a hell of a track. And I imagine with more maturity over the course of time, it's absolutely fantastic. Green Bay Country Club. We had a handful of guys that were members there, and it just kind of was in its infancy. Uh, when I started playing there in the uh, mid-90s. And then Oneida Golf and Riding Club was fantastic. We always played the uh, Lombardi tournament out there. 
the 65 well, you are, roses. You're like an encyclopedia of golf courses in the state of Wisconsin, which I love. Uh, you're Tell me how bad the Bears are, because I watched the entire 49ers-Bears game, and if it wasn't a puddle, I don't think the Bears had any chance, because they were pretty so much dominated to, in every facet. Yeah. If you want me to tell you how bad the Bears' offense is, I can tell you how bad the Bears' offense is. Let's hear it. Uh, they got a quarterback that uh, doesn't quite know how to get off his first read. He really can only make plays when he's out of the pocket and uh, kind of ad-libbing a little bit. He can make plays with his feet. Uh, we're hoping the development of that quarterback uh, continues under Luke Getze and uh, the offense that they've got installed right now maybe gives them a better chance to win and still some confidence, and it becomes a better quarterback as time goes on. So you got an offensive line that might be better than the Green Bay Packer offensive line with all the injuries. Yeah, um, you know, I, I can see that. Right. I mean, you got no Bakhtiari. you got no uh, tackle on the other side, and the Frunian's still got a concussion. You're you're going in the battle with three backups. That's not quite the way you want to get things done. Um, So if you're asking me about the Bears' offense, yeah, they struggle. The Bears' defense is not that bad. And they'll probably be in the top 10 DVOA at the end of the year when it comes to the whole NFL. Uh, They can rush the passer. Uh, They can put pressure on you, especially if you're playing against an offensive line that's not at full strength. Uh, their defensive backs look like they're playing a little bit better, and they got competent linebackers with the best one being uh, Roquan Smith. So they can get after you. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, buying in, they're buying into the Eberflus hit system, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they develop, too, over the course of time. And that's what's in- intriguing as we're talking with Yurko here from Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Yurko, when you talk about the ability that the Bears have potentially to get to Aaron Rodgers, with their decimated offensive line, when you look at minus 10 for the Packers, plus 10 for the Bears, I still lean Packers minus 10. Tell me your thoughts. It's tough anytime you give away double digits in the NFL. It's just tough because a late touchdown that doesn't matter to the Green Bay Packers, but matters to the wagerers, can take a 13-point game into a six-point game right away. You know what I'm saying? That can, that can do that. That's why you hate laying double digits anytime you bet in the NFL. Of the two games that are out there, Buffalo and Tennessee and Green Bay and Chicago, I would be willing to lay the points in the Buffalo game. I wouldn't be willing to lay the points in the Green Bay game. And, and the reason in the Green Bay game I wouldn't, this reeks of like a 16-12 to 12 final, you know? Yuck. 16-13 final. I still have the Packers winning the game because I think Aaron Rodgers is too good. And, uh, you know, as he said, he owns the Chicago Bears. Even with everything kind of, I think the receivers know they got to play better for him this week. I still have the Packers winning. I just, I'm not laying 10. Not with that offensive line. No sorry, Bob. Uh Uh-uh. I'm sorry, that's kind of, is that what I heard there? That's what we got going on? I, I, uh, what I got going on is I'm not laying the tent. <laughs> Yurko, what's a public opinion here of Justin Fields in Chicago? What's everybody thinking of him down there? Well, I think they're waiting for a quarterback to develop. They don't have a finished product. I think they're praying to the heavens that he develops. We've watched one quarterback come in, Mitch Trubisky. It was okay. But ultimately, you looked at him and said, no, no, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not any of these young quarterbacks that, you know, came in and looked like, oh, my God, there's something. Um, so that's why they had to move off of Trubisky because you can't pay him $30 million a year. If you had to pay him $5 million a year, you'd be more than happy. 
seven million, yeah, but not thirty million. So the decision on Justin Fields will come not this year, but next year. After next year, whether they're going to pick up a fifth-year option on the young man or not, and they're going to have to see development. You know, that development's got to be there. A lot of criticism on Justin Fields, and uh, some of that criticism is warranted. He just he, he's a one-read guy. And if he's in the pocket too long, you see him getting jittery, jittery, jittery to the point he, he might do something silly. I'd say there's probably about 15 quarterbacks in the league that are just like him. Um, and that's a problem. It's got to get better. But fortunately, you know, he, he learned under fire last year, and he'll be able to do a little bit better. Or I hope he'll be able to do better and maybe learn a little bit more under, uh, under Luke Getze. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, and I think the difference of the game is probably going to be Justin Fields' turnovers uh, are going to be the difference. Aaron Rodgers just doesn't turn over the ball. He made one mistake throwing it up for grabs last week, um, and I don't see that happening this week. And I see Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark and that defense actually having a good chance to step up because if Darnell Mooney and EQ beat the Green Bay Packers, uh, I think it's about time to call it quits if you're a Packer fan. Yeah, you might be right. Now, listen, they're 23-5 and five with Aaron Rodgers starting at quarterback against the Chicago Bears. 61 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Yurko, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for your insight, and uh, we'll be sure to talk to you next time these Bears pack it uh, together at, uh, in, uh, in Soldier Field, right? Yeah, that'll be next. Yep. yep, have fun. Enjoy Sunday night. Absolutely. Thanks, Yurko. All right. Yurko from Carmen and Yurko. You can hear him noon to two across ESPN 1000. I just want to play a round of golf with Yurk. He just, he's just got a great vibe. Does your Chicago come out when you talk to people from Chicago? It does, yes. You re- you're <laughs> reading like, that what right. What happened to you? Josh, Josh. You're Josh. like a chameleon. You're turning into well, your surroundings the, here. Imitation is a, uh, like is, a, is a way of flattery, they say. And Yurko's one of my favorite people in the entire world. So here I am talking like beefs and hot dogs and, and, br- and you know, a, a Polish sausage and onions and mustard. That came out of me right there. I'm sorry. Uh, but what I'm not sorry about is caramel apple and Blake's Hard Cider because it's absolutely delicious and it's part of their Kinder series made in partnership with Keep Growing Detroit and the KGD is awesome because you're helping grow fruits and vegetables in Detroit where it's needed and that's through Caramel Apple Sales there's going to be a match they're setting out to donate $20,000 to that Keep Growing Detroit uh, uh, excuse me not for profit that's going to be planting fruits and vegetables through Detroit next spring. So get to uh, Woodman's Festival Food, Total Wine Pick and Save, to pick up your Blake's Hard Cider, specifically that Caramel Apple, which is part of that Kinder series, which always gives back to communities. Check it out at wherever you get your Blake's Hard Cider. I love Yurko. I thought he brought some good insight. Uh, It does scare me. Um that the number is that big in a divisional game, but I, I can't I can't back down now. If I'm taking anything, I am taking the Packers. Mike McDaniel came the most recent person to have admit poor hygiene. That is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He said as an assistant, he used to go half a week without showering. Do you shower at least once a half a week? We'll head on that next on Scalzo and Brust at one or zero coming up. <laughs> You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. Whose face is on the dime? It is FDR. You know who that is? Franklin uh, Delavore, uh, Rose, FDR. <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt. 
How there do, you go. What, what's his middle name? Scalzo and Brust. I will accept Franklin D. Roosevelt. That is good. That's good enough. That was mean. Now I'm being mean to Ben. Hand up. Pat on the back to me. I apologize to Ben Brust. Now I'm picking on him. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's a beautiful Friday evening as we head into the weekend. Good Vibes Friday here on Scalzo and Bruss as we are presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. I'm Ben Brust alongside the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson, in for Greg Scalzo. Joshy DiMaggio running the show. Jesse, who we got in Madison? Uh, Colin Russo Colin today. Russo running the board in Madison. Shout out to Dodge County Beaver Dam as well. We are across ESPN Wisconsin, and Jesse and I are live from Blackhawk Country Club in Madison looking at beautiful Lake Mendota here for the Bruner Realty ESPN Madison Golf Outing, all benefiting the Dane County Humane Society. You can go to puttsforpups.com. Still time to donate. All money and proceeds are going to that Dane County Humane Society. So, again, go to puttsforpups.com as there is still time to donate. Joshua DiMaggio, it's time for your game. Let's play some one or zero. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He's Jesse Nelson. I'm Ben Brust. We're contestants for one or zero. Joshua DiMaggio, he's your host. He's going to give us a statement. We're going to say one for yes. Zero for no, there is no gray area. Joshy, take it away. This morning, I was woken up at 4.30 a.m. to an extremely loud train 30 minutes before my alarm was set off, set to go off at 5 a.m. One or zero, you will get out of bed if you're awakened before your alarm goes off. Um, I'm a zero. I won't get out of bed, but I won't fall back asleep because I know I'm just going to, like, be woken up by a loud alarm and I'm probably already in like kind of a grumpy mood that I was woken up like if you're getting up early and something wakes you even earlier than like you need to like does this ever happen to you guys like when you know you're going to get up earlier than your normal body clock that your body wakes you up even before the alarm that you set all the time it's the absolute worst and then you're just mentally gone I actually had almost the exact same thing as Josh happened to me today, except I didn't actually have an alarm set, but I woke up at 4.10 this morning. Just out of nowhere. 4.10 I woke up this morning. And I was up and This is not even close to what Josh DiMaggio's is. Josh DiMaggio had to fill in for Ashton Rotman on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, so he had to actually get up to go to work while you were scratching your whitey tighties. Oh, I got up. I was working. I was doing all kinds of yeah. Yeah. He's doing the Ben Brust lying voice right now, Josh. That, that was that voice. Take it away, Joshy. One or zero. Sleeping with the window open is the best. Um, I'm a zero. What? I, yeah. I, I, like, in the, in the winter, I actually sleep with the air conditioning on. In the summer, in the spring, in the fall, I'm AC. So for whatever, what? forever, how much money I make up by having the air conditioning on in the winter, I lose by my bills right now in the summer. Uh, we Energies is I'm a I'm a good good customer of theirs in the uh, hot days. 
Uh, zero. You know, as, as we've moved into our new house over the last couple of months, and uh, we've returned to central air, central air trumps all. Like, we didn't have central air at our apartment, so we had the windows open all the time when we were sleeping. And sure, it was nice when there was a nice gentle breeze coming through the bedroom. But you know what else is great? A balmy 68 degrees all the time. Like, I don't have to worry about opening the windows. I don't have to worry about temperature control. You just set the thing and you are good. No, zero. I do not want the window open when I'm sleeping. Joshy, one or zero. It's better for Willie and Tausch now that they get homeowner Jesse stories versus apartment renter Jesse stories. If I had to hear about those dang water bottles in the hallway one more time, <laughs> I was going to drive to Madison and strangle Jesse myself. Hey, they moved out before we did. We won that war. Oh, for those yeah. who don't know, Jesse Nelson, producer of Wilde and Tausch from 9 to noon across these very stations. Mike McDaniel became the most recent person to admit to having poor hygiene. McDaniel... Uh, now the head coach of the Dolphins, said as an assistant, he used to go half a week without showering. One or zero. You average at least seven showers a week. Um, this is a, this is a strong one. Since I've started working out at the Princeton Club of New Berlin, uh, I also have basketball at night now. So it, it's, it's, it's definitely, I'm probably on average out of seven days, 1.35. So if I had to average this, this is a tough question. This shouldn't be a tough question. It is a tough question, <laughs> and now let me tell you why. Because I am a almost everyday showerer. Like, I do not come to work without showering. I don't do... You should like, stop. Like, what anywhere. are you going to justify? You should be an every, You should not be an almost everyday like shower. Like, last Sunday, it's a rainy, dreary football Sunday. I'm not going anywhere. Barely left the couch. Poor I didn't Becca. shower that day. So if... If I'm averaging this out, like, I shower virtually every day, but I'm probably on average, like, 6.8 showers a week. So I think I'm going to say zero. No, I you're not going to think. You're going to say zero because six, six, eight. Yeah. Out of, I would say on average. Five out of six weeks, I shower seven days a week. But the occasional one where I don't, that would throw my average down. So you got I'm your percentages of off on five out of six. How, not a big how often do you shower more than seven times in a week? Does that ever happen? Yeah, now that I'm a homeowner, Josh, you, yeah. know, you mow the lawn in the evening, you're working on projects all around. There's a lot to do when you're owning a house. Yeah, uh, it sounds so. like you're saving on your water bill right now. One last quick question. One or zero, you've taken a bath in the past five years. One. Um, Where are you taking baths? You sound like you needed to convince yourself of that. No, I mean, five years is a lot of lot of days to remember for this brain, but I've definitely taken a you, bath in the last five years. You couldn't have taken that many baths that you don't remember the last time you took a bath. Like, I, I definitely took advantage at, like, Andy North and Friends when I was staying at the Kalahari and, like, I don't know, you know? You took a bath in the hotel bath? That's a dangerous that's, game. That's where you took the bath? I'm pleading the fifth. Let's move on. That's oh all I got for Wonder Zero. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Saucy. Scalzo and Bruss presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. Sorry I've lived more life than you could ever live in your existence. I mean, you're the reason I don't take a bath in the hotel bathroom, it sounds like, is what my guess is. <laughs> you know what, Jesse? You might be right. Um, I do. You're weird. I, no, I'm not weird. I just have, <laughs> know how to live life. Um, 
shout out to my friends at Screaming Sicilian and Palermo's Pizza because they are the best pizza you will find when you go to your local grocer's freezer. My favorite's when I see a line in the right section of the uh, grocer freezer aisle. It's the frozen pizza, and it's not by blank brand, blank brand. It's right by Palermo's because they have something for everybody, especially when you think about Screaming Sicilian. Bessie's Revenge, the best cheese pizza you're going to find. You have Holy Pepperoni. Do I need to say more? They have the mother of meat, the Mambo Italiano. Mambo. That's right, Josh. He also the boss hog, the original sausage. They have it all at Palermo's. Pick up a Screaming Sicilian at your local grocer's freezer. Jesse Nelson uh, has a bizarre story that I like reluctantly want to tell, uh, so I'm going to toss it to him next segment. If wow. it sucks, it's on him. If it's good, it's on me. We'll do that next in two minutes on Scalzo and Brust, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light.